0: Hi, this is Bailey and welcome to the Divine Knowing Podcast. Thank you once again for tuning in. This week I had something really heavy on my heart that I wanted to share with you all and I actually had something else completely different planned for my second episode of this podcast but I felt really strongly in this episode to speak about what it means to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, what it means to be filled with the presence of the Holy Ghost to a greater degree. And uh, also, just to encourage you in what's available, because the Holy Spirit is the promised gift of the Father that He freely gives to His children. When we're born again, we receive the Holy Spirit. He lives inside of us. And I know that that's pretty basic knowledge. We all receive the Holy Spirit when. We accept Jesus and make Him Lord of our life, but one thing that I feel like maybe isn't emphasized enough is the baptism in the Holy Spirit. I know that water baptism is often held in high regard and is a very integral part of uh, someone's salvation process when they get saved. You know, they also get baptized in water, but. Uh, I think a pretty common theme in the New Testament is um, being baptized with water, but also being baptized in the Holy Ghost and with fire. And the past couple weeks, I've been really stuck in the book of Acts. I've just been fascinated to read about the early church and how the Lord moved powerfully in their midst and how the gospel was being spread in those early days and uh, just the power of the Holy Spirit through The yielded vessels, like what it was like for those people who were the first ones to experience the new covenant that Jesus paid for and the gift of the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. So to start, I really wanted to read out of Acts 2, and you may be familiar with this passage, but I feel like it's important that I read through it this time and then unpack it as we go. So this is Acts 2, and at this point, to give some context, the disciples are all together, they're, they're praying and they're waiting to receive the gift that Jesus promised them. When Jesus ascended after his resurrection, this is in Luke 24 that he told them to wait for the gift that the Father promised. And that gift was that they would be clothed with power from on high. And I'm sure that the disciples honestly didn't have much of a grid for what they were waiting for. Which I love that about God. He he's not going to always cater to our understanding or our logic or, you know, this our need for control or needing to understand things. All that's really required of us and what we need to do is just to trust him and to wait to receive what what he wants to give us. Because it's so worth trusting him. He's so good. And I'm sure, as we are going to read here soon, that what they received was way more amazing than probably what what they were expecting to receive. So this is Acts 2, starting in verse 1. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound, like the blowing of a violent wind, came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues, as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment, because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, Aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? then how is it that each of us hears them speaking in our own native language? Perinthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia. Um, And all these other names that I'm not going to pronounce, so I'll skip down to verse 12, or verse 11. It says, we all of these different people groups who were in Jerusalem at that time were amazed because They could hear, it says, We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, What does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, They have had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd Fellow Jews, and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It is only nine in the morning. blood and fire and billows of smoke the sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood and before the coming of the great and glorious day of the lord and everyone who calls on the name of the lord will be saved so that was verse 21 i'm skipping ahead now to verse 36 so in the the verses that i'm skipping peter is basically explaining who jesus was and how he was the messiah and how he was crucified Um, than what was available to to them now so this is verse 36 this is peter finishing up what he had just announced about jesus being the messiah he says therefore let all israel be assured of this god has made this jesus whom you crucified both lord and messiah when the people heard this they were cut to the heart and said to peter and the other apostles brothers what shall we do Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. So I believe, and I know from experience, that what they experienced on that day, where the the presence and the power and the fire of the Holy Spirit came upon them and gave them a the gift of tongues. They were f- filled, they were saturated with his presence. I believe that that is available for each and every believer today. Um, even in t- towards the end of what Peter says there, he says, this promise is for your children and your children's children and for everyone whom the Lord calls and we are the people that God has called. We are the ones that he is drawing to himself. And another reason that I really felt to share about this is because I'm recording this podcast on September 5th. And September 7th is actually the anniversary of my receiving the baptism in the Holy Spirit and receiving the gift of tongues. That was back in 2017. It was actually the first week of my time in ministry school out here in California. I knew growing up that the baptism in the Holy Spirit and the gift of tongues was a thing because of my mom's testimony. She had a friend who shared with her about the baptism in the Holy Spirit and all these scriptures that backed up the fact that that was available for each and every believer. So she began to get into the word for herself and this hunger came up in her to receive the gift of tongues and to receive the baptism. So she said she would go into the bathroom by herself, would sit on the floor, and for three days she would just pray and ask the Lord to give her the gift of tongues First day, nothing. Second day, nothing. But then the third day, she received that gift, and she began to pray in a language that she did not understand. A common indicator of an, in, the unfilling of the Holy Spirit is the gift of tongues. If you read the book of Acts, a lot of times when, they would, when the apostles would pray for people to receive the Holy Spirit, they would begin speaking in another tongue and i've heard many testimonies of that being true and in my own life from my own personal experience which i'll share in a second the gift of tongues was in direct correlation with my baptism in the holy spirit and that may not be true for everyone and there's lots of there's lots of theologians and great scholars who go in who could go into that in much more depth than i can but just from my own experience there's often a direct correlation between receiving the gift of tongues and then receiving a baptism in the Holy Spirit. But it really wasn't until, I would say, 2016. I remember the Lord really pulling me into the secret place. I had this really deep hunger for more of God. I remember starting to pray and ask the Lord, Lord, I, want, I see this in your word. I know it's true. I want the gift of tongues, and I want you to fill me fresh with your Holy Spirit. But if i'm honest at that point i had started studying the lives of great men and women of god uh, like smith wigglesworth for example or my pastor out here in california bill johnson and often whenever they would have these powerful encounters with the holy spirit where it would maybe feel like electricity going through their body or the fire of god coming upon them it was it was often an experience that that they could not control they couldn't control their body they didn't know how long it was going to last it was it had to come through complete surrender to the holy spirit and if i'm honest in that time of my life i had a lot of fear uh, a lot of fear of man as in worrying about what other people th- would think of me i had a lot of control where i really liked uh, the the illusion of control over myself and over you know my body the thought of giving myself up to god and just saying god do whatever you want forget my dignity you you can take away whatever also there's there's a lo- measure of cost that comes when we surrender to god and there were some things in my life and some plans and just lo- lots of things that now it's like of course it's worth giving up to god but at that time i was really holding on to those things so if I'm honest, there was a measure of fear that every time that I would ask the Lord, Lord give me the baptism, give me the the gift of tongues, there was like a I I would say it and I would want it. I I think to the best I could at that time, but fear had such a hold on me and had so put me in a cage that I couldn't fully surrender to God in the way that I needed to. So this this lasted almost two years, year and a half, two years of me praying and asking the Lord for, for this baptism. So that would be late 2015 to uh, the fall of 2017. And I remember the first week of school, that whole week, it was just powerful being in the room with so many other people who were hungry for God. And I would see people around me getting touched by God really powerfully and i remember being somewhat afraid of it but also like jealous in in a good way like oh lord i want to be touched by you and i've been praying and i feel like nothing's happening you know and then i would get into introspection like what's wrong with me why you know why you're not receiving it but i remember that day it was a thursday september 7th we were in worship and something that started happening to me when I came out here was I started seeing visions and I didn't know what they were at first I just thought man when I'm in worship here my imagination goes crazy I would see these really vivid pictures in worship and in that particular day in worship I saw this image of me down it was like I was in this mud pit and I had this box in my hand and somehow In that moment I knew what was in the box was my fear and my control and up above me I saw Jesus standing above me and he he reached down and was basically offering you know give me your fear and I will help lift you up out of this pit and so I eventually got to the point where I'm like yes God I give you my fear I give you all of my control issues everything in the vision in my mind that I was seeing, I lifted my hand and I gave the box to Jesus and he pulled me up out of the pit. And that alone was beautiful. I remember in that moment, I felt I could feel the fear losing hold on me. I felt lighter. So it wasn't long after that. I remember that day we had a guest speaker that was supposed to come in and speak to our class, but he couldn't come. So what they ended up doing was the different pastors would get up and share from the stage what they felt like the Holy Spirit was doing in the room and what we needed to pray for together and how we should pray for each other. It was really a time of prayer and worship, and it was really powerful. And I remember at one point a pastor stood up and he said, if you have been desiring the gift of tongues or the baptism in the Holy Spirit and you have not yet received it, I just encourage you to receive it right now. I feel like the Lord is giving that to people. And so just within myself, I don't remember if I said it out loud or not, but I said, yes, God, I receive that. And even though nothing happened in that exact moment, a few minutes later, and I can't remember what what we were praying for. I remember we were standing with our hands on the shoulders of the people next to us and we were praying over them. And the room was really loud because they were having us pray out loud for each other. And as I was praying out loud, all of a sudden, I noticed that I didn't, I couldn't tell what I was saying anymore. This other language started coming out of my mouth. And it kind of freaked me out. I was like, what is happening? I, I could feel myself saying something that I didn't know what I was saying. Even though I couldn't quite hear what it was, I could, I could feel the words coming out of my mouth. And it felt, I could tell it wasn't something I knew what I was saying and also at that moment, I began to feel electricity. It's the best way I know how to describe it, kind of going through my body a little bit. And I'm like, this is wild. But then um, another pastor came in, the session changed, and we had a a teaching. And the whole time we're sitting there in the teaching, my mind is just racing. I'm like, what in the world just happened to me? At the end of this teacher's sermon, we started praying again and it happened again where i i began praying in tongues again and at that point (laughs) that point i knew it was real because i think the first time i thought it it was just me or i was in my head or i don't know what i i was in shock quite honestly so as we started praying again and, and this other language this heavenly language starts coming out of me I knew in that moment, like, wow, like, this is what I've been praying for. And suddenly what I had been feeling before increased. The electricity that I was feeling through my body began to increase. I got filled with so much joy. Like, I could not stop laughing. I've never been drunk before on alcohol. But I just felt so full of joy and full of peace that... The best way I can describe it is drunk in the Holy Spirit. You just feel intoxicated by the presence of God and his love. And it makes it, it made it kind of hard to walk, hard to think. I was just so full of joy. And this electricity just kept like going through my body and going through my body. And I'm saying all that. And I read Acts 2 first, because I think there's a reason that when the believers were filled with the holy spirit some people mocked and they said oh they've had too much wine and peter had to get up and say oh they're not drunk (laughs) to me and from my own experience that says that they must have been acting or the spirit must have been influencing them in a way that from the outside they looked drunk because that's how that's how i i felt and it was so wonderful i remember the whole rest of the day like people had to help me (laughs) help me get like someone had to drive me home and I just remember I could barely do anything I was just kind of laying there on my bed just thinking like I just felt so overwhelmed by the love of God by his presence anytime I would look at someone I'd want to cry because I could feel his love for that person to a degree that I've never felt before it was absolutely wild and I remember how different I felt. I didn't have... I I felt the stronghold of fear had been lifted off of me. And even though logically, you can't really understand... I don't understand why I'm feeling electricity going through my body. I don't understand why I can't stop laughing. I don't know what I'm praying when this other language just comes out of me. But I know it's the Lord. And in that moment, like it was enough. And... (laughs) the. That wonderful infilling of the Holy Spirit and the gift of tongues, that has never that has never left me. And the the gift of tongues has been such a a precious gift to me in my secret place. It's so wonderful just to be able to sing to the Lord in in the spirit, to sing in that other language, even though I don't know what I'm saying. I know that my spirit is communing with the Holy Spirit. And if you need more s- scriptural context for this, I encourage you to look up Ephesians 5, where it talks about don't be drunk on wine, but instead be filled with the Spirit and how we are to encourage one another in in songs and hymns and spiritual songs from the Spirit. And there's also tons in 1 Corinthians about the gift of tongues and how it's a gift of the Spirit and what that means and what it looks like. So I encourage you to, to get into that for yourself. But... I just I love the Holy Spirit and we need the Holy Spirit my my life looks radically different after my baptism in the Holy Spirit to now and I wanted to share my testimony with you uh, to share this encounter I had with God to let you know that it's available for you as well like it says in Revelation nineteen ten that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy I know whenever I share my testimony of what the Spirit of Jesus has done within me, that it is a prophetic declaration of what is available in your own life and what He wants to do in your own life. So take this testimony as your own. Just as I took my mom's testimony when she would share with me about her infilling with the Holy Spirit and what it was like to receive the gift of tongues and be filled with his presence to a greater capacity. Hold on to my testimony of what he did in my life because he is so eager to do it in yours. The baptism of the Holy Spirit isn't just something that happens to these, you know, the few great men and women of God that you may read about in history or just a select few. I believe that it's available to each and every believer. It's actually foundational if we're going to to do great things for God. We need the fire of the Holy Spirit to come and burn up these things that don't need to be there and it purifies us and it removes things that we we can't remove ourselves. I've known this to be true. I've, I've learned what it means to be in process with God, to do things out of discipline and remove, remove wrong ways of thinking, remove sin, do my part to purify myself before God, but there is nothing like just surrendering yourself and being like holy spirit do what only you can do come with your purifying fire come and refine me burn away my fear remove anything that's not of you and give me the boldness that the early church had because we need the lord's power apart from him we can do nothing and he's called us to heal the sick to raise the dead to preach the gospel with boldness and none of that is possible apart from the holy spirit. So yes, please take hold of my testimony. Take it as your own. Take it to the Lord and say, you know, God, you are not a respecter of persons and what you've done for Bailey, what you've done for for the early church, you can do it in my life and I I need you, Lord. And if you seek him, you will find him. Just like I read over you all in the last podcast out of luke 11 this promise stands true and i don't think it's a coincidence that it's been a theme for the past two podcasts where jesus says if you then though you are evil know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will your father in heaven give the holy spirit to those who ask him so step one just get along with the lord ask him don't be afraid to ask and keep on asking. For my mom, it took three days. For me, it took a year and a half of, of prayer and seeking the Lord. For some of you, it could be today. The day you're listening to this podcast, you could receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit to a greater degree. Another thing I wanted to say is it's a gift. Although we do have a role to play and, and we ask that it is a gift from the Lord. We do nothing to earn it it is just something that is to be received it is not something that we have to strive for and he's a good father and that's something because i had to pray so long before the lord in his correct timing gave me the gift i almost got into my mind and i didn't even realize this was there until later i had this pride in me that thought i prayed this long and i basically earned it (laughs) and that's not true I, i didn't earn it it was just the lord's timing for whatever reason that was the exact moment that I needed to receive the gift. Um, on the other side of that, while it is a gift that we receive, it is important that, like I said, we ask, but also that we are positioned correctly in purity and that we repent in, in whatever ways we need to repent. You know, repentance is a turning away from sin to the Lord, it is changing the way we think. And in my story, like I shared, I really had to let go of control and fear to receive what he had for me. And that's a gift. We aren't to live double-minded. We aren't to live with one foot in the world and and one foot in the kingdom and with the Lord. He needs pure vessels, and he's not going to give us something that will ultimately crush us if we are not making things right with God. It's like Peter says in In Acts 3, where he says, repent and turn to God that times of refreshing may come. So I really, I know and believe that if you're desiring this, it's also important to do some some work with the Lord and sit with him and say, I want these times of refreshing. I want greater infilling. But Lord, please show me what I need to let go of, what I need to, to surrender to you. And some of you, you might be already having some things come to mind, don't resist that. I know that that it can be scary to let things go, but just know it is so worth it. He is so good. He's worth our trust. The cost of following Jesus is so worth it. He is life, so everything else is empty. So be quick, quick to repent, quick to change the way you think, quick to to give those things to him. And I believe that your process can be quicker than mine. It doesn't have to take a year and a half to come into a place of surrender with God. Also, I wanted to encourage you that even if you have already received the gift of tongues, even if you have had an infilling of the Holy Spirit, I believe there's always more. And I believe that from the scripture and I believe that from personal experience. Since that that day where I received my baptism, and I, I felt the electricity going through my body until around seven a.m. the next morning. I've had several marking encounters with the fire of God, or with His power, and with His joy. I Man, His joy is our strength. We we have to have His strength in the days that we live in, and joy isn't a lesser thing. Uh, it's something that is so wonderful, and there's a reason why Jesus was anointed with the oil of joy far above all of his companions. Uh, but I believe that there are always multiple infillings available in somebody's lifetime. And even if we look at the book of Acts, and Acts 4, it, it talks about how the believers were all praying that they would receive more boldness and that the word of God would be proclaimed uh, with more power and that there would be miracle signs and wonders And I'll read you part of their prayer. This is at the end of Acts 4. It says, Now, Lord, consider their threats, because they had been coming under some persecution at that time, and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And it says, After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. And these believers were ones that were already filled with the Holy Spirit in Acts 2. So that tells me there's more available. So if it's been a while since you... I mean, even if you just had an infilling last week, there's always more. We need the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And I believe that God is about to pour out His Spirit in a beautiful way in this time. So yeah, just to finish up and reiterate... Take my testimony, take it into your secret place with the Lord, (laughs) get alone with him, read the word, uh, seek after this for yourself, so it becomes real to you that the invitation becomes personal. A good resource would be to read A.W. Tozer's How to Be Filled with the Holy Spirit. Tozer has had a huge impact in my walk with the Lord, and that book is super tiny. It's a very quick read, but there's so much meat there and keys of how to grow in relationship with the holy spirit and some steps to posture your heart correctly to receive a greater infilling and an infilling with the lord even though it happened for me in a, a corporate setting in a church setting it doesn't have to be in a church setting i think some of the most beautiful stories come from people who have encounters with the person of jesus in their rooms there's a reason why jesus said go to your room close the door and pray to your father who lives in secret like my mom she was in her bathroom for three days by herself and i believe true intimacy is only initiated and birthed out of one-on-one alone time with god so get alone with him read the book of acts let it stir up hunger in you for what's available because the lord is the same yesterday today and forever and if he did that in their time he can do that in our time and he is doing that in our time he is moving wonderfully in the earth right now and i don't want to be left behind i want more i want to be part of what he's doing and i know you do too so for however long you you need to seek him seek him ask and keep on asking and he'll give you what you're asking for and i would love to pray for you as we we close up and pray for myself (laughs) because i am so hungry for more and i know there's more wonderful holy spirit we love you holy spirit you are god you're the gift of the father you're the spirit of jesus everything you do glorifies jesus you're the one that reveals to us the secret things you're the one that reminds us of what Jesus has said. <laughs> oh wow. You're wonderful, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we are hungry for more. We come like little children. We come yielded and hungry. We want to know you, God. I pray for a fresh infilling of your spirit this week. That everyone who, who's listening that they would feel your power, that they would feel your fire, that they would know your love, that they would receive the wonderful gift of tongues that you gave us, that we can commune with you beyond understanding, beyond logic, that our spirit can commune with your spirit and that you you intercede on our behalf, Holy Spirit. I love how you can't be boxed in. You're so wonderful. I pray a blessing over each and every person listening. Fill us afresh, Lord unlock the scriptures for us this week we thank you father for the gift of the Holy Spirit thank you for giving us (laughs) yourself (laughs) thank you for making us your dwelling place your temple so wonderful thank you Jesus for paying the price that we could have this wonderful communion with you I bless each and every person listening in the name of Jesus Thank you so much for listening. Hope you all have a wonderful week.